We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Okay, we got it all right this time. I didn't mess anything up tech-wise, though my camera is a little bit dark. But wait, Barrett, can I hear you listening? No, I can hear myself listening to the stream. Okay, I did mess something up tech-wise. We're still a work in progress here, chat. Welcome in to the Backliners uh, podcast. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, Barrett, let's start. We're going to have a good show today, number one, because we're not going to have some stupid frontliner Mm-hmm. messing with us the entire time yeah he was messing with the whole vibe he really was like these stupid guardians they get so much stupid farm let's uh, i want to start a new thing i want to complain about a frontline god at the beginning of every podcast um i hate can we start with the emoja really you want to start with the emoja okay yeah go with the emoja what yeah. what's what's the most annoying thing about emoja i think her three is the most annoying thing about emoja like you're just sitting there, and you just get knocked in the enemy team, and you're like, do I really have to beat this? And then you just die. Every and time. Yeah, every time you're just like, it feels so bad. And then the spy map is so tiny, like the corridors are so tiny, that her three literally blocks off an entire pathway. It's just so stupid. And and she can launch her teammates to safety, and herself. Dude. So you hit her with a CC, and then she goes, whoop, and just flies away. You are so fast when you get Yemoja yeah. like ported all the time. Like you are it's so fast. Broken. I think I want to complain about Sobek because I hate oh. I hate Sobek, dude. I hate him. He just always he does so much damage, man. Like he's so he's impossible to kill and he does mm-hmm. so much damage and then his cooldowns are so low. He like ones I beads, he <laughs> twos, threes, goes in his alt, I Aegis the alt, by the time he pops back up, 
you you get hit by two three again because they're back mm -hmm. up off cooldown. His cooldowns should stop whenever he's lurking in the waters. It, all of his CDs should just pause. <laughs> Because it's cheating, man. I can't do anything to him. He's, he's this little tiny little crocodile head moving around, CC immune, doing a lot of damage, slowing me, and he's getting his cooldowns back. That's cheating. Why did you guys buff the passive? I don't know, man. Because he was bad. He, he was bad. But, but it's good he's though. invincible now. I know. I know. I think, uh, you know, hopefully the balance team will take a look at that, but I think they will. Anyways, if you're a frontliner in the chat, hey, like genetics, uh, you're not as cool as you could be uh, because you aren't a backline player. And that's just, you know, maybe something to think about in the future. See, for you. He agreed with me. Yeah, he's right. It's uh, Emoja 3 is pretty nuts. Uh, yep. I think we're going to have a good show today, Barra, and I always think we have a good show, but I'm really looking forward to talking about our favorite sandwiches at the very end. Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts on what's on a good sandwich. So I hope you're ready for that. Um, but I want to go, we're going to start with what we usually start with, which is going over your games mm -hmm. this week. You only had one game this weekend. It was against PK. And uh, if you missed it, it might've been because you took a bathroom break or you were just away from your computer for 30 ish minutes total because <laughs> they were some pretty quick ones. <laughs> what happened, Barra? You guys were looking so good. Um, I think they're picks and bans. Well, we didn't expect them to ban what they banned. All right. Five, you mean Jake, Jake didn't expect to go six gods deep in the god pool? Yeah. I'll be real with you. We prepped for like two hours for that, mm -hmm. for picks and bans. And we didn't once think that <laughs> maybe they banned Horus, <laughs> Odin, and Shing Ten top three. And then and, they were uh, top threeing their own guardian too, right? They picked Bacchus yep. top three game one and two, so they they mm -hmm. top threed both of those. Yeah, and so I think our comp game one was actually really good. Okay, so it looks really troll on paper. It was Hachi, Morrigan, Susano, Yorm, Osiris support was the last pick. Yep. Into a Merlin Uller backline, which in my tiny adc brain <laughs> i feel like their backline should never live through a team fight yeah you've got a lot of dive between susano morrigan right and you're all does yeah. and yorm yeah and my whole like my whole job in those team fights as hachi is to either just survive as long as possible or suicide bomb their backline sure but we never got to that <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> you didn't get to play dude no dude like <laughs> I was just like, okay, Cubo ganked. Like, they called Pele, or sorry, Susana was in uh, Duo Jungle game one. And I was like, okay, Jake, you need to ward uh, purple or like their little alpha RP, like that connector. Yeah. And Jake didn't feel confident to step up. And then we watched the VOD back and he came from below us anyways, which we would have never warded. And Jake also said, it was like 10 seconds before we died, uh, he was like, I need to back. And. After it, he was just like, yeah, I don't know why I walked up. Like, we knew he was in duo jungle, and I'm safe. Like, I can easily dash the Bacchus flop that they would lead with. And right. then beats Susana, too, if he has it. But then he died. And then Osara's support on the back foot into their duo lane, not good. No. Not not good at all. Because he can't lead the way. He can't, like, make room past the Bacchus to get to their carries or anything. Yeah. Um. So... They just invade all our buffs. And it, I was just like, what am I supposed to do? I don't understand. Like, I can't 1v1 Zap because he he was full trans Uller at the time I had boots to Hachi. That's like, easy. Good. Yeah, that's that easy for is, you. 
That is not a good feeling. And we had zero deep vision the whole game because, like I said, Jake can never walk up um, and get deep vision or just walk up in general and make a play. And I also think we way over-respected them. Um, in the game, we were just giving up everything. Like, I just feel like we we were just rolling over and just like, oh, you want our buffs? Like, come take them. And in the game, it felt like we couldn't take a fight. But watching it back, we could have won some fights. Like, we were just letting them do whatever they wanted on our side of the map. And it was just really, really bad team play by us, in my opinion. Like, I think they played way, way, way better than we did that day. I think we just didn't even show up. Like, in game two, um, Solo got ganked. Literally exact same thing. Cubo uh, just did all solo side stuff and then just set in solo lane. Ganked the Morgan, which we had been practicing all week. And then he just he was just shut down and we couldn't do anything. And yeah. I don't think that's like Solo's problem or like Solo's fault. Um, I think like literally the entire time we were practicing it, that never happened to us. Sure. And we like Mori, blink Mori on the back foot into a Kamazots is not good. No, like, that doesn't seem like a good matchup. If it's even, because like the stealth is irrelevant in that matchup, because he can, because he can see her the whole time, because of his mm -hmm. one. So that's a pretty tough matchup for him already. I feel like I, I was just surprised well, that you gave him the Morrigan. I mean, if you've been practicing it, that's one thing, but it still felt like a pretty tough matchup to put him in. Well, he he liked it. Really, he didn't think it was a bad matchup. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I guess you could use we... your clone to block the two, if like yeah, well, you're doing weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're backliners. Like, our, our brains aren't that big. <laughs> Dude, I have solo lane matchups, like, do not make sense to me at all. No. Like, I have no, no. idea when, who's supposed to win, when they're supposed to win. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know, dude. I, it just doesn't make sense to my to my backliner brain. It really all doesn't. All I know is glad shield equal good item, Sobek equal unkillable. Yes. Yeah, Sobek equal yeah. unkillable. That's definitely true. Yeah. That's why I liked, I don't know if you watched today. I don't know if you watched SPL today, but yeah, Variety doing the Jake build on tier against Sobek, mm -hmm. I think is so smart because he just like ignores mm -hmm. the Sobek entirely, gets to rotate yep. to mid camps without losing anything because he's the, literally the flash. Like he's the fastest man alive and he mm -hmm. just doesn't care about the Sobek at all. I think that that's the sort of style that, that people should be playing, not mm -hmm. like trying to invade his blue all the time because he still like has pretty decent blue secure. And, and even if you get his blue, he has so much mana regen at his alt that he never runs out of mana anyways. So I feel like that's like the right style to pick against Sobek right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just, like, like you said, just dodge the Sobek. Just play away from the Sobek. Push the wave and rotate and just let him sit there and <laughs> <laughs> just chop away the brute minion every wave while you just like peace out and go invade or like harass the mid laner or whatever. What do you think and... solo laners think about? when they're like auto when they're playing a guardian auto attacking a brute minion for three minutes straight like i, I don't know what i would think like in mid there's so much <laughs> happening you know like there's people in my lane i'm yelling at the support to stop sharing my farm in solo lane i feel like i would just like i'd get bored do you think they have like a, a book on the second monitor they're they're listening to one maybe or something like that <laughs> i feel like you just think about like some stupid stuff you said as a kid <laughs> like you're just oh this no you're just like why did i do that like that girl obviously had a crush on me, and you're just sitting there. How did you miss it? Like, yeah, <laughs> just getting all depressed, auto-attacking. This is Sobek. And then you, like, pause music halfway through the game when you're about to actually start team fighting. Yeah, and you get back to the game. Yeah. Uh, so I played a Jingwei solo game. Why? And, well, I didn't know I was solo lane. 
and I just auto like Jingwei. It was it was last night's stream. I was like five hours into it and I hadn't won a game yet. Rough. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I there was one game where I literally walked out, got ganked at one minute, got ganked at three minutes, and then didn't get a purple the rest of the the rest of the game. And I was Freya. So speaking of SPL, yeah. Metroid played Freya. Got first blooded and continued to get every single one of his purples. Dude, I was saying that on the <laughs> cast, like they they were doing everything right except like finish. Like they were holding waves, they were zoning mm-hmm. him from stuff, they were forcing them to like triple split purples. Mm-hmm. And Zap just like, we, I mean, we can't watch that lane the whole time. I just I don't know if he just wasn't jumping in or if he was like missing axes and that kind of stuff. But I feel like they they put him so far behind, they should have been able to push that lead more than they did mm-hmm. in that first game. I, I don't know what happened there. I I was talking about it on my stream because I was watching the games as well, and I think it's because the Yemoja Thor jungle pressure. Um, on the first gank that they killed him, I don't think they had vision on Yemoja or Thor, and Yemoja also came out of base with a Sentry and then Sentried their own purple buff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just denies obviously their vision. Well, they had and... Morrigan too, right? So like they could get yeah, they could he could get Thor dunked like twice. Yeah feasibly yep. which is really hard i don't know uh, that's tough to not convert that because i thought they like they froze the lane really well there too and, and really put netroid in a horrible a horrible spot mm-hmm. i th- i thought netroid's game was over i because i feel like yeah it, like beads and shell got forced at level two and then he died level four on eight seconds of his beads coming back up so they obviously were playing around the timer and i was just like his game's over like yeah. there's no way you can recover from that and he was like the biggest he was down was like 700 gold at one point. And it's not that much. The later that goes, like it does, it didn't grow. Like right. it just stagnated at 700 gold. And when you're like 6,000 gold in, I would rather be afraid than an Uller with, with a 700 gold episode because you're just coming online and you can just kill frontline so much easier. Yeah. And, and Paul was really ahead that game too. Paul was up like 900 gold by himself. Mm-hmm. Like they had a really big lead on their carries. And then Zap made like one rotation to do or to solo side. That was good where he mm-hmm. killed the Yemoja. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's just one of those games where like it happens so fast. I'm sure it feels like this in game two, but when I'm casting it, like it, it all kind of happens so fast that when I think back to it, I'm like, how didn't they just win that game? Like it kind of got away from them pretty quickly that they didn't push mm-hmm. that lead. Cause they were in a, a really good spot to do so. I think it was just Yemoja. Yeah. And I think, they either didn't respect the emoji pick, but Ronnie's the emoji main. Like I've been yeah. playing it so much Ronnie emoji and ranked. It's so impossible to deal with. Having fun. It's just such a stupid God, <laughs> man. Like what? You mean having no CDs is like good. Yeah. If I'm in a mobile God, he ults me three is my escape and then solos me. Mm-hmm. He just keeps throwing one after one, after one, after one. And I die and I'm, <laughs> What's the counterplay? Like, it's just kill him first for him. So hard, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my 10 stack Devos. How am, I, how am I not chunking through his breastplate? Like, yeah, dude, you got to be chunking through that for sure. Um, so annoying, bro. Ronnie's been playing really well, man. All of Sanguine has. Uh, and I definitely want to talk more about them. I think we might because I want to go over who is playing the best in each role right now. This does not mean that they are you know, the best support in the world right now or anything mm-hmm. like that necessarily, but just based on what they've done in this four-week stretch, 
uh, I want to go over who the best is. And we can do no, we'll do no Renegades players so that you don't just say, you know, it's. it's I wasn't voting for us anyways. Dude. All right, perfect. Because neither was I. So now we can just get that out of the way. <laughs> we don't have to feel bad about it. <laughs> not going to be awkward anymore. <laughs> perfect. That's what I was hoping for. Uh, let's start with your role. Who do you think okay. is playing the best out of all the ADCs right now? Uh, Cyclone. Easy. You don't well, think it's close? Maybe not easy, but I feel like Aurora is really good at enabling what Cyclone wants to do, which is just hard carry. Yeah. And I think that duo lane is by far the most aggressive duo lane out there right now. And a lot of it's due to his Uller, and he just, he plays Uller a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot. So I think Uller's win rate's a little up there because... Cyclone and Radiance. Um, but their, their dual lane is just so good. And I think their synergy is really good. And except against Rival. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, I would have agreed. Yeah. I would have been with you. I would have probably said Cyclone Aurora for both ADC and support. But that Rival set was just so one-sided. And it and a lot of it originated in the dual lane. And a lot of that was because yeah. Sam was spending a lot of time there, as Sam likes to do. But yeah, I don't know. I, I do agree that I think that Cyclone is, is still the best ADC right now. But mm-hmm. I think Panda Cat is close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Yeah, I don't know. The, their duo lane was just so dominant for a long time. I think if Zap would have popped off today, I might have said that Zap was on tr- was trending up. But I think the first few weeks were were pretty. Yeah, he looked like is up. Yeah, <laughs> vintage baby. You know, you gotta lo- you gotta love anytime you see uh, the, the vintage going for you there. How many <laughs> vintages did you get this week, huh? Uh, zero. I I didn't show up actually. I didn't actually. Oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, in some ways that is vintage. You know, <laughs> like in some yeah. ways. Dude, maybe okay. Here's what I do. I start the counterculture of every time you hard int. I'm like, ah, vintage Barracuda. That's season six Baron in a nutshell, right there, baby. Harkening back to the days of old. The AMC game I played against Eager. I think it was Eager. Where they were like Ganesh Huyi, and I was like one and nine. It was at the LAN, okay, like season three or whatever. I just could not play the game. It was <laughs> wait season four because Basque was on my team and he was Mori. Okay, and. I literally just fed nonstop. <laughs> I was in a Ganesh Huyi, and they would just double hold me, and I would just walk through the cage and just die. That seems anyway, fun for you. So anyways, back to good players. Um, right, 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 you, naturally. Do you agree with Cyclone? Yeah, I agree with Cyclone. I think Cyclone's okay. the best ADC right now. And honestly, I think ADCs as a whole have struggled for the most part this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of ADCs have really struggled to go back to the duo lane mentality Snoopy's had Mm -hmm. some good games. He's had some really bad games. Vote has obviously struggled compared to what we (laughs) normally expect from him. I thought about saying vote just a troll. Uh, Wowie has played pretty well. You should have said votes beads. (laughs) (laughs) Just his beads. That's because they're always up. You know what I mean? That's the thing you got to love about this. He's always ready. (laughs) You can't be be catching that guy off guard because his beads are up at all times. Uh, I think Wowie's played pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. but across the board, like Netrioids had some really hot games. I, I don't know if you mm-hmm. were listening to what I was saying in, in the cast today, but he got picked on on right on left side mm-hmm. tier two twice mm-hmm. in the exact same spot in two different games. <laughs> Did you realize that Zap died in the exact same way as Netroid died? No, I didn't. 
Zap died. He got Mori stunned into a Thorold. Oh yeah, solo he, side tier two. Yeah, he is the And then the game after at their solo tier two, he got Merkleton into a Merlin combo. Both times had both his relics ready. Okay, just die. I saw him say save quote unquote both relics game one yeah. on the Uller, and I was like, okay, even if he yeah. beats Aegis, is there? He's dead no matter what. So I'm not gonna roast mm-hmm. him for it. I probably should have roasted him for not using him again. Look, man, Merc Merlin combo is not exactly the <laughs> fastest damage of all time. You know, we're not yeah. talking about a raw snipe you don't get to hear. Like that, that, that one probably should have been used for sure. It was like under a second both times. That's crazy. I, went, I was watching the uh, YouTube stream, so I just replayed it over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally one second, and he popped. That's both fun, times. dude. I love that. I love. I love that. That's always fun. Uh, okay, supports. Yeah. Who do you think is is playing the best in support right now? Actually, I'm going to go first this time because I made you go first last time. Uh, I think week one was really rough for this guy. And then week two was a little bit meh. But I think PBM has been so good weeks three and four that I think I got to give it to him, dude. Dude, he was. I was actually changing my answer to PBM. Yes, dude. I think it's it's the right answer, man. He just like. Good. Sometimes the things that that he like does, I don't know. I still think that mm-hmm. that Mike probably has the the highest ceiling of any support in the league in any mm-hmm. at any given time. He just he wins games, dude. A lot like Aurora does. Yep. Aurora does it as well. And they, but he and Aurora are very similar players because they will both hard in games. Like <laughs> they will both just run it down <laughs> and 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 die a lot. But mm-hmm. that's kind of like that's what you get when you have so many like good plays at the same time i don't know mm-hmm. i think it's i think that pbm's the best right now and if you watch the first minute and a half of duo lane pbm plays it perfectly yeah literally perfectly and i think it was a set against radiance and then it was his most recent set uh before that one i'm not sure which one it was but he literally solo zoned them off purple pcat pushed sold his wave and then PBM would sit on their tower line while PCAT went to go solo his own purple buff. And somewhere in the middle of that, he also denied their red buff. And it's just one man is literally dictating dually. Yeah. And it's just crazy to watch. Like, you just get like jealous because you're just like, I want to be PCAT. If I could just sit there and just shoot minions for the first <laughs> minute and a half, you'd be <laughs> and- chilling. You'd be chilling. Yeah, Mike definitely leads the league in, in ASC, average space created, which is a stat I really need us to find a way to, to measure in some way. Uh, I do think Aurora uh, is second, and it's a close margin okay. for me. Um, I think that, that those two are, are head and shoulders above everybody else. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Genetics had a great first showing on Horus, and then that first set was, was so much worse after that. I thought he played well today, though, for what it's worth. I think that he, he wasn't 
you know, blowing me away with his impact in their in their set today, mm-hmm. but was doing his job like every fight. That's what I was gonna say. It was just as Terra, I feel like you can make flashy plays, but I feel like today he was just what they needed him to be as Terra, which was just keep everyone alive and peel a lot. And yeah, I think he played exceptionally well. Also, I think I would have put a roar first if they beat Rival this week. Agreed. Agreed. I, especially I in the way it happened, right? Like, they got yeah. stomped. Like, it, it, it's kind of hard to, to put that above when, like, that duo lane in particular got absolutely crushed because of what a lot of what PBM was doing in that lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game two looked like our set. <laughs> it was rough, man. That was it. That was it. Dude, I was so excited for that set. I was like, yes, man. I can't wait yes, to cast this. Man. It's going to be so good. I was like, gear it up, man. I got an extra water. I thought it was going to be a long one. And then I was like, what? I got so much time on my hands, dude. I didn't know what to do. Um, I'm sorry you had to go through that, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so tough for sorry. me. Dude. It was tough for me. No, no, you should apologize for when you make us do like three 50-minute games in a row. That's when I actually want your apologies because those we, are brutal. Didn't we do that? Yeah, you did. did. Yeah, you yeah. Had, yeah, it was against Sanguine. You had like three yep. really long games. Did I cast those? Like, I don't remember. I hope not. Uh, that was, I think it was our first like late game ever as a team <laughs> is that a good show. sign of <laughs> yeah, it didn't show. not at all couldn't tell even a little bit um okay how about uh how about mid lane because if, uh i think a lot of mid laners have actually played very very mm-hmm. well who you got as the top mid laner right now uh shinto interesting okay i think the way that sanguine plays around shinto and the way that they funnel Shinto. He is the star of their team, and he's living up to those expectations. He's played really, really well, man. He's played really, really well. But maybe it's maybe he's getting robbed here because he is such a like. It's just such clockwork for that team to feed him mm-hmm. so well that it almost like doesn't stand out at times. If that makes sense, like when you no. for me. <laughs> all right, fair enough. When I watch Space Station play. I'm like, Dardes is doing everything humanly possible to win this game. Oh, God. And then they still lose. Yeah. I think it's Dardes. His, I think it's Dardes. Right game today. He, he was, was like, doing everything. He hit every strife two-man. Like, every single strife was a two-man yep. strife. I don't know, dude. It. it I didn't understand. Nuts. Okay. Honestly, I would probably put Dardes, but I feel like SSG's frontline is just so confused right now. Yeah. That... It's hard for their backline to look good. I agree. And but that's why I want to put him there, because I think that he's still doing so well in spite of that, good. that it's really impressed me. I, for me, I think the top three are all really, really close. Actually, top four are really, really close. I think Hurwind mm-hmm. has been going absolutely poggers as of late. Um, he had a sick Titan defense today. I think mm-hmm. Shinto is up there. I think Big Man Tings has looked amazing on Radiant so far. But a lot of that, I think, is because of how much space... Benji and Aurora and adapting have created for him. That's a dude yeah. who gets to just press left click and chill. Um, and then Dardes, where some there are games where his front line is just hard inting. Dardes is still like popping off. So I, I think all four of those have a really good argument to being the best in the league right now. Cause I think all four Agreed. of them are really good. I think a lot of how effective you are as a backliner is how much your room, your front line can make. Definitely. And, I feel like 
Honestly, that's a good point to put Darius up there that he's still looking really good even though his front line's struggling. Yeah. Um wait, yeah, what about Paul? I haven't seen it, dude. Paul Paul's made good plays. <laughs> um he's been playing well, but Cause, think of the games. Okay, think of your games. Do you feel like Paul w- was the biggest factor in in those losses for you guys? Well, I mean, he wasn't playing against anyone, so I feel like he did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he did fine, but it, it's just like the I, mean, honestly, game... I don't even think any, anyone at PK played really well against us because we didn't even play the game. Sure, that like... that's definitely a part of it. But PK, first of all, PK has not done a whole lot of winning quite yet. And the games where they mm-hmm. do win or the games where they do lose, yeah, there are games where Paul has good games. This is not me saying that Paul isn't a really, really good mid laner, of course. I just mm-hmm. don't think that he's in the top half of the SPL right now in terms of mid laners that I think are performing. And that's partially because they, PK is not winning. A whole lot right now. I mean, they aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they just. You know what they look like is last year's SK, like to a T. They have games where they absolutely stomp, and they snowball early game, and they oh, look yeah, unstoppable. And then yeah. they have games where you think they're going to win, and then they don't. And you have games where you think they're going to get stomped, and then they make these crazy comebacks and almost win. Like it seems like nothing's really changed for that team, which I guess isn't that bad. They won a world championship last year, mm-hmm. but. They were still seventh place the majority of the year, so I don't know. Do you think it's meta-dependent, or do you think that's just how their players play? I think that more than any other team in the league, that team probably gets hurt. I think them and Space Station, this is like a nothing take, really, but I think those two teams get hurt mm-hmm. more by playing online than at LAN. Because mm-hmm. you look at like the, the LAN careers of everyone on PK, save Cuvo, they're all way better LAN players than online players. Mm-hmm. Um, and SSG is like, I don't know. They're just trolling. Like that, that, that's what I got. I don't know if you watched my pregame interview with vote. And I was like, uh, but I asked vote how, how being on this team, did it meet his expectations? Is it what he would expect when he was joining? And he said that Mm -hmm. he thought it'd be more serious than it's been. Like he thought that they would troll during scrims or whatever. And then when it came time for SPL day, they'd all be really serious. But he said they just troll all the time. And I have to imagine Uh-oh. that's partially environment, right? That you're not like getting in land and in studio and, and, and kind of ramping up and taking yeah. it to the next level. So I think those two teams are probably hurt the most by, by the online phase. I, I have to guess because I don't understand what's going on with them otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think a, a large portion of SSG's success was Hunter's mid. Yeah. And well, last year. Sure. Um, and I think. Is it Hunter's right mid now, or is it Mage's duo? Because you can still play so. Hunter's mid, right? But you can't really play mm-hmm. Mage's duo as much. Um, yeah. And that makes it harder. Because duo is just a rundown lane right now. Because everyone's playing just super aggro picks and just holding W. Which actually surprised me today, which I wanted to bring up at some point, was Genetics playing Terra. Yeah. Which is a normally pretty defensive god. And he played it into Cupid Horus and then Hui Horus, I think. Yeah. And he was just able to nullify the Horus's early game. Game one, the Horus went horrific, and they didn't harden in lane. Game two, he went blink. They got Snoopy's beads twice in lane. But besides that, they didn't do anything with it. Right. And as the game goes on, I would rather have a Terra on my team than a Horus. Yeah. Um, And I think that is a major shout-out to Genetics that he knows lane well enough and can play well enough with Snoopy as a duo lane to play against a Horus and have success. I think that means a lot, and that might make the meta shift. Mm. And also, 
to that same point, we played against Sanguine and they went Freya Ganesh and we couldn't punish them. Right. And when lanes like that are succeeding, they're just better lanes. <laughs> like, yeah, you I mean, if you're not game. stomping early game, then you're just losing yeah. out on value at that point, right? Exactly. Like, you're losing out on value on those picks. Finch was saying on broadcast today that he thought Uller might be a little bit overvalued right now in a vacuum. Agree or disagree? Uh, I agree. Um, he lacks objective damage. I think his team fights as only only as good as your team makes it. Um, I think if the team is allowing anyone to get on you and you're free casting, Uller is amazing. Yeah. If you're able to hit backliners with the full pin build, you literally one shot them. Yep. But if you get gone on, you die, which was our draft game one. And I was just thinking like, there's no way a Merlin Uller should live against an Osiris, Yorm, Susano, Mori dive. That's a lot literally of dive. No way. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have CC mean ults and they have short dashes. Yep. No way they can live. Like, and there was one fight. I'm just going to get off on tangent real quick. Yeah, go for one it. One fight at gold. We were 3,000 gold down. In my opinion, our draft is way better there because their backline shouldn't be able to play the game. And sure. we let them engage on us and we lost because of it. Yeah. And it was just, I feel like Uller, like I was back to Uller, I feel like he's really good in lane. And once he gets trance, he spikes. Once he gets power boots or attacks boots, whatever, if you're PCAT, he spikes again. And then I feel like after that, he just falls off. Interesting. Um, I feel like he doesn't have AoE in team fights. I feel like he has a lot of burst. But I feel like he's easily gone on and easily killable in fights. Uh, Snoopy played them both games today. Game one, he went pen mm-hmm. build. Game two, he went auto attack build. Uh, any reason to see the auto attack build like ever? He was against the same front line too, which is what surprised me. He was still up against Sobek Horus uh, in both games, but decided to switch it up. Is there, do you think that straight pen builds always better or, or what's making you make that choice? As well, my style is auto attack. And as for Uller, I would build him auto attack because that's just my more comfortable style. I play mm-hmm. better that way. And I think Snoopy might've been having either an issue killing objectives um, or an issue killing tanks. And I feel like the pin build is not good at killing objectives or tanks. It's just good for killing squishies and like poking. And I feel like the auto attack build is just more consistent. I think it also fits Snoopy's play style because we, me and him have, in my opinion, similar play styles in fights and what we want to do and accomplish in fights. Right. Um, I think PCAT's kind of the same way. I think Cyclone is a very, very, very good ability-based ruler. And his positioning and how he wants to play the fight uh, caters to that. And I think mid laners play a more ability based Uller as well. I I don't know what Zap goes. I don't remember what he, he went full. Was. He went full pen today. Full pen. Yeah. yeah. I think Zap also fits. Also, set off the full the pen. Z- by the way. Yeah. You see the uh, Zuler moment where he jumped up and down up, on pen up, up down, baby. You know he's getting up. The, you know he's going straight up and straight down, dude. That's the way he's going to play. I love that. Uh, genetics in chat, by the way, saying that he asked Snoopy to change builds because they wanted a threat on killing frontline and objective faster. So basically exactly what you said. Uh, okay, we got sh- sidetracked. Got to keep it moving. Best jungler in the league. And I think if you're not saying Sam for soccer right now, you're yep. trolling. It, it isn't. That was mine. It is not close. Uh, Adapting's played really, really well. Um, but Sam has... I don't think Sam's lost a, a late-game Assassin 1v1 yet. A lot of those are really indicative of his picks, sp- specifically mm-hmm. on Susano. But he almost lost one against Cyclone, Thanatos v-set, but 
He got it with like 100 HP left. I don't mm-hmm. know, dude. Sam's just... Off the Aegis. Yeah, Sam is just like on a different level right now, I feel like. Panatom and Adapting are in the conversation, but I think it's Sam by far. I, in my opinion, I think Panatom and Sam are tied. Really? Yep. Is it just because of expectations, though? Because when you watch their matchup back, I think Sam handled Panatom very effectively. And and that's what won rival the game was that Sam completely Mm -hmm. shut down Panatom in that set. I'm looking at today's set, honestly, versus PK. Yeah. And how much he was able to destroy the backline of PK in basically every team fight. Yeah. And he did have a really good day today. Yeah. And I think if someone's able to shut down Paul, because Paul, in my opinion, is known for really good relic usage, really good self peel in team fights. And I feel like he's very aware of his limits. And Pantom read him like a book. Yeah. Like, there was a fire giant fire where he Merkle to past him, the emoji ulted him. And Dude, he, he played, played that so well. Yeah. He, like, he didn't panic at all. He was just fully aware of the moment and what he needed to do, which was literally just run away from Hebo. And the fight before that, he one-shot Steve. And in my opinion, Merc kind of, I wouldn't say falls off late game, but I feel like he hits a mid-game spike and he's really good. But late game, sometimes he can never get into a fight. Right. I feel like Pantom was getting into fights and making Merc late game look really good because he wasn't just... He wasn't just going in and just punching people. He was going in and making space yeah. and making their backline react to him. And I feel like Sam is really, 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 really good. And just he just hard carries Rival through the early game with PBM by his side. Yep. And both of those together are just an unstoppable force in duo side jungle. And it's so annoying to play against. And I don't know, Sam's... Whole, his whole stage is like early, mid, and late. I feel like he plays it really well. I feel like he knows his limits and knows when to force the 1v1s, which, like you said, he just 1v1'd everyone. Dude, he he uh, just hasn't lost one yet, man. I mean, yeah, like, yeah when you're picking Susano, you shouldn't be losing them, but mm-hmm. he's still winning them, and that's really what matters. Uh, okay, so Laner, as Mackenzie joins us on the podcast, my dog, and now she won't come over here so that I can pick her up. Okay, she's comfy now. Um, <laughs> nothing you can do about that. Uh, Soul Laner, I think this one was kind of hard. Um, and I'm going to go with one that I don't think you're going to say because I forget what you typed to me. Um, I'm going to say Variety. I think Variety has Ooh. looked really, really good. Yeah, his um, colon. Yeah, that was really impressive, right? I don't, <laughs> holy shit, that game was awful. <laughs> you just. That game was really, really rough. But at, like every other game, man, I mean, even the games that United lost, like they threw a huge lead when mm-hmm. he was Kamazot's one game. Um, he like, he's just controlled. Uh, and the Baron game, he hard into it a couple times. But overall, I think Harry has created so much space for, for United and, and won them a lot of fights that you feel like they shouldn't have won. His mm-hmm. tier today was nuts, as we already highlighted. Um, I think I'm going to go with Variety. I'm going with Benji. I think that's very fair. And I feel like him and Aurora together are very, very, very annoying in team fights. And his Yorm just solos people. It's so annoying to play against his Yorm. Why does his do so much more damage? Like, on God, I swear he does more damage. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I watch Benji play Yorm, and I'm like, that shouldn't do that much. Like, that doesn't make any sense. 
I feel like his positioning is really good. I feel like the room he makes in team fights and his zoning around objectives is really good. And I feel like he also works really well with the front line, which is adapting into Roar. And yep. I feel like they just work together as a squadron. And I don't know, it's it's just beautiful to watch them play. And yeah. I feel like Benji, I feel like he's getting a lot of props, but I feel like he's not getting as much props as he should be. I agree. I didn't think he got enough props last year. That a United team last year looked really, really bad at times. And I don't think Benji really <laughs> ever did. I think that he was... Benji might have been the most consistent player in the SPL last year and probably doesn't get enough credit. When we talk about like best solo laners all time, uh, Benji has got to be like top three Mm -hmm. at worst. Dude has been insane since the day he walked into the SPL. Really, really good player for sure. Uh, I I just think he doesn't get enough credit because he's not like a super public face, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't stream. He doesn't do a whole lot of content, anything like that, which is, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, but really, really good player for sure. I think it is noteworthy because uh, I know I'm going to get a comment about it that I don't have any sanguine players in my top in my top of the the leaderboards. You had Shinto. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every single player has played very well on sanguine, but I think that it's a testament to the fact that they are more. You know, the whole is better than the sum of its parts. Like that. That's the mm-hmm. that's sanguine in a nutshell. The fact that they're so good is because they work so well together, not necessarily because they're all better than everybody else in their individual roles, mm-hmm. though they have been playing very well. Um, unfortunately, I, I want to talk about it more, but we're, we're running out of time here. So we got to talk about what makes the perfect sandwich. This is important to me, John. I'm going to call you is John it? now because this is important. Okay. Oh, this is intimate. <laughs> yeah, this, this is serious. Okay. What is described to me like you're, you're coming out of quarantine, you know, every, everything is like finally better. You get to eat your, your perfect sandwich. You get to go to your favorite sandwich spot, eat your perfect sandwich. What's on it? Give me intimate detail. Uh, well, it's just a pub sub. Right? Bro. And okay. I, like, I'm a big fan of pub subs. Pub subs are really good. They're really good. So what I would put on mine is just a uh, ham, lettuce, and sometimes turkey if i'm feeling frisky <laughs> and then uh tomato jalapenos and spinach salt and pepper and oil and vinegar and that is that's my perfect sandwich also does a burger count as a sandwich uh in some ways yes give me your perfect burger because i think that is an important secondary conversation uh well that's just cheese well obviously a burger yeah what kind of cheese um, are we talking Wait, are you not putting sandwich cheese on your pub sub? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I am. Um, I put pepper jack on all my subs. Okay, and is it toasted or, or cold? Toasted. Okay, good answer. Okay, your burger? <laughs> burger is barbecue sauce. And okay, you're going to hate me. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I really like spinach on burgers with barbecue sauce. Interesting. You know, I'm a big okay. spinach fan. It's going to be featured on my perfect sandwich. Um, and I'm, you know, it's, it's not it's that bad. Delicious, man. It's the same thing as lettuce, right? Let's get one thing straight chat. Leaf spinach is the exact same thing as lettuce. It's like, it's actually good for you. Okay. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just use it? If you're putting lettuce on your sandwiches still, you're a noob and you should change that because this is going to be better for you. Okay. So I'm actually open to this. Keep going. Okay. So it's just a medium well burger. Okay. Um, Bison is preference for me. Okay. I love bison. It's the meat is just oh so succulent. Um wow, okay, that's not a word I thought I'd use. And then 
I don't. I don't have a bun preference. I really don't. Uh, Sesame seeds or no, man? I don't care. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll take them or leave them. I'm, imagine not. <laughs> imagine not saying. Imagine saying I don't care about sesame seeds, bro. What Dude, is wrong with you? They're 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 decent, but I'm not gonna cry if I don't have them on my burger. Okay. So back to my burger, medium well patty, uh, most likely American cheese, uh, barbecue sauce, white American spinach. or yellow American. Yellow. Okay. Um, and sometimes jalapenos. Your burger sucks, John. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you straight up. This is this is not good work by you. What? Okay. This is not good work. Let me tell you what, what should you be mean? on a burger. Okay. Let me tell you what should be on a burger. Number one. Okay. Wait. And bacon. And bacon on mine. Okay. Sorry. How do you like your bacon? You on the burger. Know how I like my bacon. Like, do you like it a little chewy, crispy? It should be chewy, but it should crisp to your teeth. Chat, bite, don't worry. You know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, mute no, no. Barra here. Don't, don't worry, no. Chat. Okay. Don't when you bite down. bacon, it should tear apart. No, it should crumble under the strength of your teeth because it's nearly burnt. If I, if I it's flop a piece of bacon, it should break. You're so stupid. Okay, bacon You're should so be burnt, stupid. and I won't hear anything else about it. Okay, perfect burger. Why would you burn bacon? Because it's per- dude, it's so perfect when it's really, really crispy. It needs to be crispy, like shattered is is, is the right way to do it. It's so oh, no. okay. Anyways, anyways, it's not my perfect burger, so it doesn't matter. Okay, I'll let you finish. Here's my perfect burger. Okay, pretty thick patty, uh, eighty twenty, you know, eighty, it, you know, eighty eighty percent uh, ground beef. I want a lighter cheese. Oh, wait, medium cook, medium cook, not medium well, but medium well still fine. Um, Thank you. I want a light. Uh, white cheese. Port Salou is my personal favorite, but Munster works well. Um, white white cheddar is very good. All of that is really good, okay? What was the first cheese you said? Port Salou. S-A-L-U-T. Keep going. Don't worry. I'm getting there, okay? Then I want a thick slice of cold raw tomato. Okay, I want some that that's going to provide some crunch and some juiciness to the burger for sure. Okay, then a cold one cold, thick onion ring, like not battered, just a ring of raw onion. Okay, that is also going to give it some nice crunch and a good amount of flavor. That's it. That's all I want on it. Cheese, tomato, onion. That's That's it. That's so pleb. Dude, it's so good. I want it stacked tall. I want no sesame seeds on this bun. I am a sesame seed stan, but I prefer no sesame seeds on my burger bun. A little bit of little bit of olive oil on the inside of the bun. Put it on the grill. You're you're all good, okay? No condiments. Condiments are for noobs, okay? That's all I'm saying about that. You don't need it cuz you're going to get all the juice from the tomato, okay? All the juice comes from the tomato and the burger and the cheese. You don't need any you don't need anything else, okay? Now, let me get to my sandwich. Okay. French French bread, like a not quite baguette, a little bit, little bit bigger, but I want it let like it, it, a little bit hard. But when you when you toast it, it gets a little softer. You know, the top's kind of crumbling off that like that dark brown crumble on the top of the bread. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, that's huge. So then, nope. <laughs> come on, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Italian meats. I want some some good ham. None of that. None of that southern. Um, sugar ham or anything like that. Whatever, whatever. You, uh, what do you call it? Uh, black Black Forest ham's honey. okay. Yeah, like honey, honey ham. ham. Honey ham's gross. Okay. Destiny hates honey ham. It's and disgusting. Honey ham is delicious. It, it's Continue. disgusting. There's no reason to ruin it. Sugar, it, it, you don't need it. Okay. Sugar ham is nasty. So I want. It's, it's delicious. I want some good salty ham. Then a then 
Capicola is huge on the Italian. Okay, I got to get some nice pieces uh, of Capicola, some nice thin prosciutto, but got to go light on it because it's very salty, so you can't put too much. And then some good Genoa salami, okay? Genoa salami is what you want on here. Then we, we need a little bit of – we need some, a nice mixture of cheeses. I like a, a provolone mozzarella blend. You get, a, you get a little bit of softness from the mozzarella. You get some, some good cheese flavor from the provolone. And then you want, you want to toast that together like that. And then you get some spin, raw, like leaf spinach, okay? Leaf spinach, some thinly sliced onion. Not, not red onion, like yellow onion. Thinly sliced onion. Little bit of tomato, not too much. And then here's the key, chat. Both green pepper and banana pepper, but sparingly. You, like, you, want, you don't want everything in every bite, okay? You need a little bit of both. Salt and pepper on top. There you go. Job's done. It is perfect. That's the perfect sandwich. Chat is losing Ew. their mind about how much thought I've put, on, put into this. What do you guys think about if it isn't the perfect sandwich. All I think about is food, okay? That's all I think about ever. Smite and food is all I've got up here. <laughs> well, why would you put thinly sliced onions on a sandwich? What do you mean? Oh, it gives it a nice little tick. bite. It gives it a nice little bite. It's already got a nice little bite. It's got your 90 other ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not enough bite for you, no, it's suck. Onions are good. Do you not like onions? I kind of I like cooked onions. I don't like raw onions. Mm, I like raw onions a lot. I actually prefer raw onions to cooked onions, but cooked onions are still good. Um, raw just, ugh. dude, mm. what? They're so good. Not good. No, it's not. They're so solid. It's, it's really not. Well, chat. Uh, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> um, I will. I'm gonna put up a Reddit post for this, as we always do. Uh, wait, wait. Yeah. And an egg on my burger. And an egg. What kind of egg? Yep. I, I don't know. <laughs> What do you mean? I don't know. There's a million different types of eggs. You just sticking what one on there. They normally put on burgers. Oh my god! You have no. That is so embarrassing, Bear. I just spent ten minutes talking about every little detail of my perfect burger, <laughs> and you go, I don't know. Whatever egg they put on there. What a joke. What an absolute joke. By the way, Bear, when all this is over, there's a great restaurant that has the best burger I've ever had. I'm going to take you there and teach you. What's what the name of it? Uh, it's called Citizen Soul. It's got uh, the best burger I've ever had. Port Salut cheese is, is huge on that one. You, you already know they got. You'll see what I mean whenever we go there. But yeah, uh, in the in the comments of the Reddit post uh, for this video or this podcast, um, or in the comments on Barra's YouTube, describe to me your perfect sandwich and be better than Barra. Uh, what kind of egg? Like, no. uh, give give me a break. Uh, make sure you're giving us Scramble. a rating as well. Uh, we're we're part of the Prediction Esports family, so make sure you check out all their other podcasts that will be hosted on the same Spotify or Apple podcast account. Um, and, yeah, that about does it for us this week. We will see you next time here, same time, same place, on the Backliners. Uh, Bye, pals. Little music or what? something. I don't know. Cue the music. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.